0: You're listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2212 South Broad Street. For more information, check out circleofhope.net or join us in person on Sunday evenings at 5 and 7 p.m. We are comparing the spiritual journey to a road trip this season. I really like this metaphor because a good road trip hopefully has like a destination. You know, it is about the process. But hopefully there's like a place you're trying to go that you really want to get to that kind of keeps you on the road. And I, I think in, in our life um, as Jesus followers or potential Jesus followers, we have we do have a great destination. And um, I love how the prophet Isaiah describes it, this future reality of the new heavens and the new earth and and how we get to see glimpses of that even now. He will swallow up death forever. This is Isaiah's picture of um, Jesus wrapping everything up in the end. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. In that day they will say, surely this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. I think that's our destination. That's that's our hope on the road. And I think it's good to keep that in mind as we, as we go on this road trip, this spiritual journey, because we are facing lots of potholes. And um, we are bound to need some rest stops along the way, too. And my friend Jane is going to talk about rest stops next week. But tonight it's about potholes. And they become evident on the spiritual road, not just on Pennsylvania roads. Um, they're all over the place. And, I th- and I'm thinking of them as the problems that we realize along the way. And if we ignore them or we don't see them coming, they can really mess us up, right? But if we face them, these potholes are the opportunity to meet God personally and to get some care. And to get um, our vehicle tuned up. Um, so, if there's one thing I want you to hear tonight, it's that if you are hitting a lot of potholes on your journey, it's probably a sign that you actually are having a spiritual journey. You are on the uh, on the road because I'm not I'm not sure the the people that seem to be like cruising along, just maintaining the the status quo. I'm not sure what kind of journey they're on but i know that um the journey with god is toward restoration and so we hit these we hit these potholes as an invitation to meet god and to be healed to go deeper into our need and thus deeper into god's power so i've got three little pothole stories for you tonight and i hope that you can relate to at least one of them um First one's from my family. The second one's from the Bible. The last one is from Dr. Martin Luther King. The first one here is from an actual road trip that I took this summer with my family. And I think it demonstrates the invitation in bumping up against the potholes of our own expectations and even goals sometimes. And I, I thought of this because the new year is like a time when we might be setting Big goals for ourselves and expectations. but my husband Jeff planned this great road trip for our family this summer, and here's his general feeling about vacations. This is I feel like this picture really, really describes um, um, describes Jeff, but especially about vacations and and his plan was to drive straight through from Philadelphia. on the other side of South Dakota. Um, First of all, I just want to pause to honor the national parks for a moment because they're not getting a lot of attention right now with this strike. But I think they are some of the best things our country has to offer. Um, second, Second to the people, of course. But Jeff wanted to drive... Jeff had this goal, and the plan was drive straight to the Badlands and like like just I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of the Badlands or been there, but it's just gorgeous and like they say sunrise if you can get sunrise in the Badlands, like it's breathtaking. So that was a goal that we'd just be like pulling up for sunrise. And um it wasn't that crazy because we've done you know, that's a twenty three and a half hour drive and we've done stuff like that before. But we were a little bit younger. and um, But we'd done it before, and we eat lots of candy and drink lots of coffee and just go for it. We try to go as fast as we can through all the boring states. Sorry if you're from the Midwest. But this time I was like, I, w- I think I was petering out somewhere in Iowa and um, laying down in the back with the kids which wasn't that comfortable because they're, like, grown, fully grown. And um, so poor Jeff was up front trying to just keep his eyes open to do these last couple of hours. And, um, you know, you get to a point where you can't eat one more Sour Patch Kid or listen to one more classic rock station that is going to, like, keep you up. And so Jeff had the wisdom... To give up on the plan, and we pulled into this crappy motel, rolled out our sleeping pads, and got like three or four hours of sleep. And we made it to the Badlands the next day, but it was not—it was not this. Um, you know, it wasn't the original plan. But I—I I was so grateful that we got there alive. You know, we actually got there, which was in question. Um, if Jeff hadn't faced the pothole of his limitation, of our limitations, instead of just, like, plowing through and running right over it. The lesson I'm relearning from that is that sometimes we, we have to have the problem and change the plan um, instead of plowing right through. We have to take that invitation and, and I think this example might seem really obvious, but I think it takes some real spiritual discernment when we're like in the midst of our inspiration or desire or like big dream um, or other people's expectations of us. And we just want to like, we don't want to give up. We just want to go for it. It's hard to give up sometimes, especially on good things. But that's what the pothole can help us do. And I think that realizing how important we are to others can sometimes help us in that discernment. Second story now from the Bible. Um, this story is, is from an actual road trip. Paul, or he, his name was Saul at the time. He was on the Damascus Road. And you guys have probably heard this story. He was a guy who was... um, really Talk about not wanting to give up. He did not want to give up on his religion and his education, his his anti-Jesus status that gave him a lot of security. Um, His ego was all tied up in this, and he thought he was being righteous, sort of. But he... He, the pothole that he actually meets on this road is so cool to me because it actually is Jesus. You know, Jesus meets him in this blinding light and says, "Why, why are you fighting against me? You're making life so hard on yourself." And that, and that's what I like most uh, about the invitation of this pothole. It's that is, it's that it's hard to fight against God. It's kind of exhausting. And so, and Paul. Paul finally gets that, and I love how he he repeats this conversion story a couple times in the book of Acts, but I love how he says it at the end of the book when he's speaking to the powers, when he's he's telling the story again to King Agrippa. So can somebody read this really loud in a in an apostle Paul fearless voice? And so in the in the in this moment then, um after Paul gives this great speech, he he tells a story to the powers, Festus screams out, Paul, you're out of your mind. But he wasn't, Paul wasn't out of his mind. You know, I think he was, you know, after three days of being blinded by this light, not eating anything, um, the scales start to fall from his eyes. And he's like, for the first time, I think, really seeing clearly and getting into this relationship of peace with God that his, you know, his old religious tradition didn't give him. And that's what he spends the rest of his life like telling the world about. And this encounter with Christ wasn't the first time that Jesus was trying to get his attention. That term kicking against the goads that that Jesus used and and you know how if you notice Jesus speaks in Aramaic which is like the common language so Jesus isn't trying to be fancy at all with Saul he's just trying to like actually get his attention and he uses this common term that everybody it's it's kicking against the goads is weird to us but this is an agricultural society and everybody would have known what that meant that it was like a a stick that, that farmers used to prod their oxen. When they would, if an ox was being stubborn in the field and wouldn't move forward, they'd, they'd uh, hit the back of their leg with this sharp stick. And if the ox would kick, then the the sharp point would go like further into its flesh. And so it would be more in pain if it kicked against the goads. And I think that's what Paul had been doing with Jesus. He'd been like, he'd been like having more suffering in his life because he wouldn't get to this place of surrender. He really didn't want to say yes to the revelation of Jesus. I think, I think we do this too. I think we, um, we kick Back at the goads of Jesus's prodding, I'm. Not, I don't know how you do it, but um, I think it causes. It does cause us more pain and suffering than obedience does. And Paul, like Paul was Jesus's age, so Paul had probably heard Jesus, seen him in person, and heard his his powerful words and 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 his teaching. But. Um, he wanted to hang in hang on to his rules and traditions and, and expectations. And he did until it got too painful. And he has this, this moment of surrender like Caravaggio paints for us. I think the surrender, and of course it's not it's not just a one time thing, I think this is a daily thing and learning to like listen to the spirit. It but it's always more sweet and relieving than we fear it to be. If it's getting particularly painful to resist God about something, I think the pothole invitation is, is a good one to, to like, to pay attention to that pain. Pay attention to the pothole and take, take the invitation as love because it means God really wants to be with you. I think that's what Jesus was trying to say to Paul all along. God really wants our wholeness. He really wants us to know his peace and be able to trust him. My last story is from Dr. Martin Luther King because we're on the, the brink of this holiday, and I keep learning from this guy, like, new things every year. And um, talk about a guy who faced a lot of potholes. I mean, he, he was trying to dismantle racism, materialism, and militarism, he, and he was brave enough to name those as, like, the triplicate evils in our in our society. We're still facing those, obviously, in huge ways today. In some ways, like, even bigger with mass incarceration and uh, the growing gap between the rich and the poor and um, the way that environmental injustice affects black and brown people everywhere. It might be easy to say that we're worse off today, but without Dr. King's courage to really get a movement going within the church, I we we'd be who knows where we'd be. So he faced overwhelming odds and he faced them. He didn't just lay down and shut up. He did something. And what I'm what I'm so struck with this year is that he he did something even through his own depression. Dr. King tried to, when he was a child, he tried to commit suicide twice. And if you know anything about cl- severe clinical depression, if kids are trying to commit suicide, it's pretty bad. He did, and, and toward the end of his life, his staff really tried to get him into psychiatric care. But what, what I'm learning from him is that he, he faced his own suffering and he, he channeled it to make change um i think I think his depression was really part of his brilliance in the hands of jesus and and part of the empathy that he was able to maintain in 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 keeping this appro this nonviolent approach he had so much it it so much pressure to return violence for violence, but he stuck with this enemy love in the way of jesus um not passively but actively. And he taught, in, in one of my favorite sermons of his, he talks about being creatively maladjusted. And I think this is where you can get um, a sense of his sort of acceptance and usage of his own depression. He says, um, everybody passionately seeks to be well-adjusted. But there are some things in our world to which people of goodwill must be maladjusted human salvation lies in the hands of the creatively maladjusted. So to be maladjusted, you know, means to stop going along, to not act like everything's fine, to be abnormal, to have your grief, to not need to maintain the status quo. Psychologists, you know, refer to being adjusted as like, being functional in the society, you know, fitting in. And people, of course, are rewarded by society for being well-adjusted. But I think Dr. King discovered that 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 can be a kind of conformism that is just deadly to, to growth and creativity and following Jesus. King realized that to face potholes especially the deepest problems. We have to become, in a sense, abnormal. We have to stop going along. We have to stop accepting what is accepted. The good news is we can have our grief. I think this is, there's great freedom. In his whole life is about freedom, even in death. We can have our grief. We can have the problem, you know, because Jesus certainly is. All day long, Jesus is not acting like everything's okay. He's weeping with people. He's caring for the poor. He's dying and rising, speaking truth to power. So it's no secret that Dr. King was a Jesus follower, and I I think he was a real one in this courage to be creatively maladjusted, to not pretend that everything was okay. And what he did instead was apply love directly and courageously to some of the biggest and most entrenched potholes in the world. And he made a difference. He made up his mind to creatively suffer with Christ, even when it would have been more popular to return violence for violence, or to allow political sponsors to kind of push him around for profit, or to just shut up and go away. But instead, he took on bigger and bigger. You know, he started with racism, but he um, he kept addressing problems to the end. Even uh, dying at for in a protest for labor rights for garbage workers, um, he wouldn't stop. And so I I hope you hear this talk as encouragement to face potholes. The road trip is not about flying through, pushing through, and pretending they're not there. The spiritual journey, the journey with Jesus, invites us to know ourselves and others as we really are. And that takes courage. Courage. But I think there's a lot of freedom there to receive the love and forgiveness and presence of Jesus and apply that love to the potholes as best we can. And we can't really do it alone. But I think we can start even right now in this meeting, as Jimmy was trying to get us to do a couple minutes ago, we can start even right now as we worship, asking God to apply his love and wisdom to our struggles right now. So let me pray for us. Jesus, um, thank you for the example of um, not needing to uh, just smile and pretend that everything's okay. Thank you for your honesty and courage in recognizing the hurt and pain in the world and, um, applying your love directly to it, directly to us, even in our struggles. And I pray that, um, you'd give us the courage to be open, even just to you about, um, how we're doing right now and, uh, to let you speak some truth there um even if it's just your presence lord that that um that we're going to get through it i pray that you would give us that gift tonight thank you for your love and uh keep giving us courage like dr king in jesus name amen thanks for listening to circle of hopes sunday meeting podcast if you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect dropdown at circleofhope.net.